0: The Elijah's spirit and the sound of a heavy rain. And I love, if you weren't here on New Year's Eve, you need to get this CD because I don't have time to go over back over all that. But I love one of the comments, or one of you guys texted me um, when that was over, and she said, The rain is already here. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, it is. The rain, the heavy rain, the downpour of God's abundance and anointing is already here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. So, we're going to go back and we're going to talk some more about Elijah. Elijah was a man of God, a prophet of God, a man of prayer, a man of faith, a man of obedience. And he was a prophet of God who was willing to speak forth the vision that God spoke into his heart, and he wasn't afraid of it, (coughs) and he was willing to obey. He was willing to listen. He was willing to act. What is obedience? It is just that faith put into action. It is just that faith put into action. So we have to have that same spirit if we desire the heavy rain. We we must have that same spirit. We must have that same spirit if we want to receive the downpour of the anointing in our lives. And dear ones, don't think that's a difficult thing because it's very easy. You just read this right here and you just say, okay, I believe it. My daddy's bigger than any daddy out there. My daddy does what he says he's going to do. My daddy has integrity. I can trust my daddy. This is who he is he is a man of his word. He is not a man that he should lie. I believe this. I receive this. This is the truth. <coughs> so there we are. Okay, that was the message. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> okay, but anyway, we're going to look at one specific example because when I was reading this week, the Lord uh, showed me this thing. And what really stood out to me is when I came to the scripture. And it said that though there were many widows in Israel, God sent Elijah to one. To one. Hallelujah. So we're going to look at that story. After the brook, this is after the brook dried up. Go back, get the CD. <coughs> this is after the brook dried up, and God told Elijah to go on to Zarephath. Then the word, oh, 1 Kings 17, verse 8. Then the word of the Lord came to him. Go at once to Zarephath of Sidon and stay there. I have commanded a widow in that place to supply you with food. There's the promise of God. Okay, we're in a drought, we're in a famine. The brook has dried up. He's sending him somewhere and he's going to provide for him. And the good thing about Elijah is he followed God's instructions, right? Good idea. (laughs) So so he went to Zarephath, and when he came down, when he came to the town gate, a widow there was gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, Would you bring me a little water in a jar so I might have a drink? As she was going to get it, he called, And bring me, please a piece of bread as surely as the Lord your God lives she replied I don't have any bread only only a handful of flour in a jar and a little oil in a jug so she had nothing she had very little okay and she was just gonna go eat that for her and her son and she was gonna die I am gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. That does not sound like a very hopeful situation. Have you ever been in a situation that didn't seem very hopeful? It's okay. You see, God always has hope. He always has a way. He always has a provision. We just need to listen. So, in other words... So as surely as Lord, she replied, "I don't have any bread. I'm going to go home and die." What did Elijah say to her? Elijah said to her, "Don't be afraid. Don't look at the circumstances. Don't let those circumstances get in your heart. Don't allow fear to rise up. Do not be afraid. In other words, have no fear. This." May not make any sense what what the Lord, sometimes what the Lord tells you to do doesn't make sense to your, your head, your head knowledge, okay? But God is on the scene, all right? It may not make sense, but he always has a good outcome. He always has a victory in store for you. And he, and basically he's saying, you know, God has sent me, Elijah's saying, God has sent me to help you. But the widow had to do something. She had to believe that didn't she? She had to believe it, and she had to do something. She couldn't just stand there and say, I believe, I believe, I believe. I have faith, I have faith, I have faith. No, she had to do something. It was going to require something of her. So, beloved, next time, this is just a little side note, next time the Lord says, oh, tithing is a really good idea, because I'll rebuke the devourer on your behalf. Might be a good idea to listen. Even though it doesn't make sense. Even though it doesn't look right. Anyway that was over there. (laughs) So anyway going on in verse 13 go home and do as you have said but first first before anything else like the tithe. First that's not my message but Make a small cake of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me. And then make something for yourself. See that? And then make something for yourself and your son. Who are we supposed to put first? God. All the time, every time, without fail, no matter what it looks like. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. The jar of flour will not be used up. And the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord gives rain on the land. Hallelujah. They were in a drought, they were in a famine. And he's saying, Do not be afraid, the rain is coming. Just stand in obedience, stand in faith, believe me, trust me, I am a good, good God. I am a good, good God. In other words, put God first and all will be well. Put God first and all will be well. So she went away and did as Elijah had told her. There's action. There's action. She responded based on the promise that she had heard, right? She had to take the promise. She had to take that promise, and she had to get that vision in her heart. We have a promise. We have a covenant. And we put this covenant not here, here we believe it because we know who God is because we know he when w- he, we know he loves us right okay so it was obedience based upon the word that she had received based upon the word of God and before get this though it's before the downpour comes before before okay so there was food every day hallelujah thank you Jesus Well, this is Old Testament. Thank you, God. We say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. So there was food every day for Elisha, Elijah, and for the woman and her family. Did you ever think about that? Your act of obedience brings blessing on your family. You just think about that. We could that be a whole other sermon. You know? You know, Scripture says if you live with an unbelieving spouse. Yeah? Okay? All right. I won't go there today. So, there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. For the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry in keeping, in keeping with the word the Lord had spoken by Elijah. In keeping with the word spoken by Elijah, the man of God. Sometime later, the son of the woman who owned the house became ill. He grew worse and worse, and finally stopped breathing. Beloved, does that remind you of anything going out there on out there in the world today? Breath, the breath of life. The devil has come to try to steal the breath. Well, he can't. Okay? This little boy stopped breathing. She said to Elijah. What do you have against me, man of God? Did you come to remind me of my sin and kill my son? Give me your son. Give me your son. Another act of faith. Elijah replied, He took him from her arms, carried him to the upper room where he was staying, and laid him on his bed. Then he cried out to the Lord, Oh, Lord, my God, have you brought tragedy also upon this widow I am staying with by causing her son to die? Wow, that's not a very nice question, actually, but, you know, we know that doesn't happen. God only has goodness for us. Then he stretched himself out on the boy three times and cried to the Lord, Oh, Lord, my God, let this boy's life return to him. Elijah, the man of God who had seen so much that God had done for him, had to do something. He stretched himself out on the boy three times. He didn't give up the first time. Three times the prophet of God stretched himself out on the boy, and life returned. Thank you, Lord. Prayer, that's prayer followed by faith in action. Prayer followed by faith in action. Okay? Verse 22. The Lord heard Elijah's cry, as he always does, and the boy's life returned to him, and he lived. Elijah picked up the child and carried him down from the room into the house. He gave him to his mother and said, look, your son is alive. Don't you know there was some shouting in that house that day? Well, beloved, there should be shouting in our house every day. There should be shouting in our house every day because you know who you are, you know who your Jesus is, and you know what covenant he has for you, okay? He does not alter his covenant. He says in his word, I will not alter my covenant or the words that come forth from my lips, right? He doesn't change. Then the woman said to Elijah, now I know that you are a man of God and that the word of the Lord from your mouth is the truth. The word is the truth. The word is the truth, regardless of what the circumstance looks like. The word is the truth. We must speak the word. We must know our covenant. So, now we're going to like fast forward to the New Testament. And we're going to look at where Jesus was baptized. This is just after Jesus was baptized. And anointed by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit d- descended upon Jesus and In Luke 4, Jesus was led into the wilderness. He was there for 40 days and 40 nights. He was tempted by the devil. He was in prayer, obviously. He was fasting because it says he didn't eat for 40 days or 40 nights, okay? And the Gospel of Mark says angels attended him. Angels attended him. Do you know angels attend you? They attend you. Open your eyes. Open your eyes. The angels attend you. You know, they respond only to the word of God. And you are, I wasn't going to use the word allowed, but that's a really bad choice. You are commanded. It is your job, it is your responsibility to speak the word to the angels so that they can perform it. Hallelujah. Okay. Okay. So every time, what, what did Jesus do in the, in the wilderness there What did Jesus do every time That the devil tempted him and, and here Just because someone preaches the word to you Doesn't mean That it's from God You gotta use your spirit Because the devil In the, in the wilderness Was using the word of God Trying to twist it And use it against Jesus Wow but he was using the word. So you've got to get on your word. You've got to know, and you've got to use the Holy Spirit. All right? So anyway, what did Jesus say every single time the devil came at him? It is written. It is written. It is written. Do you think, if Jesus was saying, it is written, do you think you need to know this? Yes. We need to know this. We need to spend time in it. We can't just go around on the faith of other people. Yes, it's good to have people pray with you, but you need to pull it up out of your spirit, get, it, get your eyes on the word. Get your heart on the word. So anyway, he came out of the, Jesus came out of the wilderness, and he went into his hometown. All right? So we're going to pick this up in Luke 4.14. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. And news about him spread through the whole countryside. Okay? So when you withstand temptation by the power of the word, by the written word of God and the power of the Spirit, you come out stronger. You are emboldened every time you do this. Your spirit, your inner person, is strengthened. The power of the Holy Spirit is multiplied in your life. I hear the sound of a heavy rain. I hear the sound of a heavy rain. The heavy rain of the Holy Spirit multiplied in my life. I am prophesying that the rain of the Holy Spirit is multiplied in your life today. Hallelujah, I prophesy it over every single one of you. The word says, decree a thing and it shall be so. (laughs) So we go to verse 14. It says, he taught in their synagogues and everyone praised him. But get this, he went to Nazareth he went to Nazareth. Well, what happened there? Where he had been brought up and on the Sabbath day, okay, everyone knew these miracles, how wonderful, what his words were like, okay? He went as, he wa- as was his custom and he stood up to read. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it was written. Where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners. I proclaim freedom for you. A prisoner can be any area where you feel Imprisoned in your life, any area of a discouragement, any area of temptation, any area of trial, he spoke freedom. Freedom in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the written word. Freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind. That's physical healing, but that is spiritual awareness, spiritual revelation. To release the oppressed. I command anyone that is feeling oppressed to be released from those demonic spirits in the name of Jesus. Oppression is a matter of a demonic spirit that has come to try (coughs) to oppress you and keep you in darkness. And Jesus has already given the light. He is the light, he is the living word. Freedom from oppression. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. The favor of the Lord is upon you. The favor of the Lord is upon you. Read Psalm 512, I think. The Lord's favor is round about us like a shield. His good pleasure. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 20. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. It's done. Okay. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him, and he began by saying to them, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Well, let me tell you something. If it was fulfilled in their hearing, it's fulfilled in your hearing. Got that? Yes. Say, this scripture is fulfilled in my hearing. Say it. Yes. Yes. Receive the fulfillment of that scripture in your life. Hallelujah. 22. All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his lips. And then look what happens. Isn't this Joseph's son? They asked. I think I have an earring problem here. I'm just going to get rid of this. Sorry, that was making noises. Isn't this Joseph's son? They asked. In other words, (laughs) who are you? We know you. You're the kid next door. (laughs) You're one of us. Oh, no, excuse me. Anyone walking in the anointing is not one of the world. I'm sorry. No way. The power of the Holy Spirit changes everything. The infilling of the Holy Spirit changes everything. The born-again experience changes everything. The revelation of Jesus and who he is in your life changes everything. Oh no, this is no longer the boy next door. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You take hold of who he is, and that and the same things that he did and greater will you do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Jesus said to them Surely you will quote this proverb to me So he's like I know what you're thinking I know what you're thinking Well you got another thing coming (laughs) You got a whole lot of more coming (laughs) Physician heal yourself What little snots Who do they think they are? <laughs> Physician heal yourself. Do here in your hometown what we have heard that you did in Capernaum. You see these people had settled into familiarity with Jesus and they failed to see who he was. They thought they knew it all. They thought they had it all. And they knew nothing and they were too foolish to recognize The people had allowed their familiarity with Jesus to allow themselves to disregard the anointing. They disregarded the anointing. They didn't open their eyes like earlier. They didn't see like Elisha and the servant. You know, and he had to pray, open their eyes. There are more with us than are with them. Hallelujah. You're just the carpenter's son. We know all about you. They had been lulled to sleep. They had been lulled to sleep by a, a foggy spirit, a familiar spirit. They weren't fighting. They weren't clinging to the hope. They weren't clinging to the truth. They probably didn't really care. They probably just wanted to go about their everyday lives and not have to go through the effort of waking up. We all need to wake up in some area of our lives. Okay? So they chose not to believe in his ministry. They chose not to believe in his identity. They chose not to believe in his message. When people do that, nobody here at RCC, I know. But really, that's a choice not to fear the Lord. It's a choice not to honor God. It's a choice not to trust, not to believe. So... And, and, and here's the, the sad part about it they were blaming it on him they weren't taking responsibility for their own lack of belief they didn't want to take responsibility for themselves you know because in their stupor they'd chosen to walk in a stupor well that's not Jesus fault the problem wasn't Jesus the problem wasn't what he was giving them the problem wasn't the word It was their choice. I tell you the truth, he continued, no prophet is accepted in his hometown. Yikes. So let's go to another example because it kind of brings a little different light. Matthew 13, 54. Coming to his hometown, he began teaching the people in their synagogue and they were amazed. Where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers? So they were seeing it. They saw it. They asked, Isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his mother's name Mary? Aren't his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? Aren't all his sisters with us? You see how they just wanted to go along with the status quo? You see how they weren't allowing revelation? You see how they had Jesus in a box? Beloved, it is time to unbox Jesus! Seriously! Unbox him! No matter where we are in our faith walk, we all have some unboxing to do. Somewhere. Somewhere. We are putting limits on Jesus. And it is time to unbox him! And allow him to come out and take off the limits because my scripture tells me that nothing is impossible with him. And then when I believe according to the word, because the word is his will, that I receive that. So y'all just finished unwrapping a bunch of Christmas presents and you didn't have any trouble taking that stuff out. So let's do the same with Jesus let's unwrap the box and let him out and say thank you thank you for this indescribable gift hallelujah where in the world was I okay uh, like 57 and they took Offense at him. Oh! Should I step on some toes today? The spirit of offense is so dangerous. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. If you are offended at anything in your life, If you are offended at a person in your life, you're not trusting Jesus. Because when you hand it over, he fixes it all. Any area of offense is disbelief. And you can be mad at all those other people, and then they probably did horrible things. Probably. But that's not what matters. What matters is that we serve a good God who takes the horrible and turns it into beauty, who takes ashes and gives us beauty for them. And when we hand that offense over, the glory of God comes in. The mighty, abundant rain. I hear the sound of an abundant rain. Hallelujah. okay, I'm going to just step on another toe. If, if people think, no one here at RCC, but if people think that they are mightier than they because they don't have a certain sin in their lives, that's not trusting Jesus either. This is not just for sin in our lives. Now, God will always call sin, sin. His his word doesn't change. But if you think you have it all together because you don't have a particular sin in your life, I think the best thing for you to do at that point is just keep your mouth shut and get in the word until you get some revelation. Okay? Okay. Whoa. I don't really have a mean spirit. (laughs) Just a little feisty one sometimes. (laughs) But the word is true, right? God is the judge. We are here to love. It's the mercy and love of God that draws people to repentance. Not us hitting them over the head with a scripture. Yes, you walk in the scripture. Yes, you walk in the truth. Yes, you speak the truth. But you speak the truth the way that Jesus would. Okay. Anyway, uh, and they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, only in his hometown and in his own house is the prophet without honor. Unbelief is dishonor. I'm just going to put it to you plain. Unbelief is dishonor. If you do not take this the way it's written and say I believe, I'm not going to doubt. I don't care what it looks like. Unbelief is dishonor. Not trusting God is not believing who he is, that he says who, that he is who he says he is. And that he is for you and that and that he will do what he said he will do. That's dishonoring the Lord. And he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. Now, Rotherhams, you know, because a lot of people have trouble with that word faith, you know, so Rotherhams and and Young's Literal, they just say unbelief, okay? The Aramaic, I love this, and I I really kind of want us to get a hold of this. The Aramaic Bible in plain English says, And they were suspicious of him. Says they were suspicious. Have have, have any of us ever been suspicious of someone that came to do good for us? We need to think about that. We need to think about our motives. Anyway, it says, and they were suspicious of him. See, they thought they knew who he was. And so when he tried to when he changed when that anointing came when he when his ministry started and he's you know they're suspicious they're not accepting but yeshua said to them there is no prophet who is despised except in his city and in his home and he did not do many miracles there because of their suspicion because of their suspicion they thought they knew, they had seen him as reflected in the world, they grew up with him in the world and they still had that paradigm in their head, that mental matrix in their head and they weren't going to let him out of it to their own chagrin right to their own loss and they would not allow the anointing it's not that the anointing wasn't there The anointing is there. The Holy Spirit is here. The outpouring is occurring whether a person chooses to receive it or not. You can let it go fall on the ground, or you can get your buckets out. You can get your jars of oil, and not just one jar for the oil. Keep the jar coming, keep it coming. More and more jars. Fill them all. Hallelujah. Expand your territory. Enlarge the place of your tent. Right? Hallelujah. You see, they just didn't believe who Jesus was. They didn't believe in the anointing. They didn't accept him as Lord. They did not renew their minds. They did not renew their minds to the word. Jesus is the word. Right? So they did not renew their minds to the word to the new truth to the truth that he was trying to give them they didn't even believe he was the word of God come alive and able to do what he said he was going to do so beloved we must understand the covenant and we must focus on the covenant because this is what we believe in right this is it This is it. You can believe him. You can trust him. Okay, let's go back to Luke 4. This is critical. This is key. This is Jesus talking. We always want to listen when Jesus is talking, right? 24. Uh, This is where this whole thing started this week. This is so exciting to me. Y'all probably all know all this, and I'm just catching up. But this was so exciting. I tell you the truth, he continued. No prophet is accepted in his hometown. I assure you, I assure you that there were many widows in Israel. Many widows that had needs. Many widows that needed food. There were many widows in Israel in Elijah's time when the sky was shut for three and a half years and there was a severe famine throughout the land. I am here to tell you, if famine or drought or whatever comes around the pike or bad news or whatever you think is about to happen with all the issues going on, it does not matter. It matters not if you know where to stand. If you know who to believe, there was a famine, drought. I assure you that there were many widows in Israel in Elijah's time when the sky was shut for three and a half years and there was a severe famine throughout the land. Yet, Elijah was not sent to any of them but to a widow in Zarephath in the region of Sidon. I want to be the widow. I want to be the one. I will be the one. You will be the one. You will be the one. Do you see what he's saying there? Well, let's look at what the widow did. We read about it, right? She believed the word that was sent to her. She acted according to that word. She had horrible circumstances. She was not moved by what she saw. Yeah, was she a little discouraged? Yeah, when the prophet said, go do this, did she have a rebuttal? Yeah, you know what? God is not worried by your rebuttal. But he is moved by your faith. So when the word of the Lord came, go do this for me first, God first, put God first, his word first, not your eyes on the circumstances, the miracle came through. The abundance of rain came through. Right? Yet Elijah was not sent to any of them but a widow in Zarephath in the region of Sidon. And there were many in Israel with leprosy. Now we didn't read this story, but Naaman... In the time of Elisha, the prophet, yet not one of them was cleansed, only Naaman, the Syrian. You see, they did as they were commanded of the Lord, and they lived. They survived. They had plenty. The word of the Lord is true, regardless of how it looked. Well, if you heard that word... Okay, put yourself right there, listening to Jesus. If you heard that word, what would you say? Well, I hope I would say, whoa, Jesus, I think I got some shifting to do here. I think I got some changing to do here. I think I got some listening to do here. I think I got some believing to do here. I think I got some walking to do here. What did they do? All the people in the synagogue were furious. Well, you're getting mad at the person who came to help you? Just because you got to fix something in your life? And it won't feel too good to maybe have to fix it? That little sin looks really tempting and I'm having a lot of fun. Well, don't get mad at the messenger. All the people in the synagogue were furious when they heard this. See, they did not like the fact that they were called out for their lack of faith. They did not like the fact that they were called out and they were going to have to fix something or change it. They did not like the fact that this might be uncomfortable for a little bit. But let me tell you, brother, let me tell you, sister, at the end of the journey is a promise that's as good as gold. And nothing else is going to be any better in your life than following Jesus. So they were called out for their worldly thinking. Weren't they? See, we're supposed to be led by the Spirit of God. Not by the Spirit of the world. So they were not honoring Jesus. They were not honoring the prophet. They were not honoring the one who came to dig them out of their hole. They got up. They drove him out of town. Ah! (laughs) And took him to the brow of the hill on which the town was built in order to throw him down the cliff. Well, let me tell you, you are not going to throw Jesus down. You might think you are, but you will not throw Jesus down. He will not be thrown down. You'll throw yourself down by not doing what he tells you to do. But you are not going to bring him down. He is not going to change for all our little whining. So just get over it. but he walked right through the crowd and he went on his way. Fine, you want to do that? You just go ahead and stay there in that spot and I am walking out of town. Now you just chew on what I had to tell you and it'll be wise for you to take heed of my word. It'll be wise for you to apply my word. It'll be wise for you to believe my word. It'll be wise for you to understand that I'm a good father and I only have good things for you and I love you unconditionally and I always have and I always will regardless of what you do. Hallelujah. You see, our faith in the one true God will defy the armies of the devil every time. You got that? Our faith in the one true God will defy the armies of the enemy every time. He walked on through. Nobody touched him. We only need to believe that Jesus is who he says he is. We need to understand who he is. We need to know that he will do what he has told us in his word that he will do. That the miracles, that the miracles and the glory of God are who he is, not just what he does. It's who he is. The glory of God is who he is. The miracles, that's who he is. The mighty rain, it's who he is. It's not an act, it's his character. He is a man of his word. It is his integrity to perform the word. It's not an action that he performs the word. It's who he is. It is him incarnate. He will be true to himself and his character every time. He is not a man that he should lie. Elijah said, How long will you waver between two opinions? Remember we talked about that on Thursday? How long will you waver between two opinions? James 1, verses 6 and 7 reflects on the same idea when it's talking about wisdom. It says. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. You see, I will not, and you will not, in these months ahead, or ever again, allow worldly logic Worldly chaos, worldly talk to contaminate your faith. Worldly logic has no place in faith. It's the antithesis of faith. You set your face like flint. You set your heart like flint. You set it on the word, the rock, the Jesus that you know, the Savior, our Savior. We will not be moved by the sight of things in the coming months. We will not agree with the world and the way it talks. And that principle holds true for everything. We must stand firmly on the word in our hearts regardless of appearances. Regardless of appearances. Don't get lazy and think that it's okay to agree with the talk of the world. Do not do that. God has victory for you. God has safety for you. God has provision for you. God has healing for you. God has his glory and his goodness for you. I shall see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Because the world is always telling you something contrary to the word. And you, by the inward witness of the Holy Spirit, by the word, have to decipher the difference. It's your job. Don't be lazy. James 5:13 Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. The word. The word. It doesn't say that there. So I don't want to get in trouble for adding things, but we know what it's talking about. Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. That's why this morning, didn't you just feel the Holy Spirit? Didn't you just know the Holy Spirit? Wasn't there just, you could sense the angels, you could sense the fire of God. Praise. He inhabits the praises of his people. So if you get tired of having praise, then go to a different church. Because praise is the central focus of this church. And I hope it gets to be more so. Prayer, 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 and praise. Thanksgiving, worshiping our Jesus. You stay there and you're not even going to be touched by what the world brings along. Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call on the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. What's the name of the Lord? The name of the Lord is the word. This is his name. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Beloved, yes, thank you. Thank you. Just bring it to God, and and can you just forget about it now? Can you just quit bringing up your past? Quit bringing it up. You're a child of God. You've brought it before Him. It's over. It's okay. You're forgiven. Quit puking all over yourself. Quit condemning yourself. There's a better life. There's an anointed life where we walk in the victory of God. There's a victory life where we walk in forgiveness. There's a victory life where we know that we are loved. They will be forgiven. Say that I'm forgiven. Thank you, Lord. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Powerful and effective. Pray. Pray the word. You are powerful when the word is in your mouth. He is nigh you. And do not cop out and say, well, if it's God's will. (sighs) Lazy, 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 lazy. Say, I am not going to be lazy. I am going to know my covenant. I am going to know my covenant. See, it's not really very hard. Can y'all read? Can I read? Can I read? Okay, so I can know. I don't need to say if it's God's will. No. Grab it. Believe it. Pray it. Speak it. It's alive. It is the breath of God. The breath of God. Breathe it in. Breathe in the breath of God. God. This is his very breath there's that song it's so beautiful about the breath of God woo I almost fell over okay I'm gonna hang on until I get through this so we are gonna have faith in who Jesus is we are gonna have faith in the fact that he hears us when, he pray, when we pray his word We are going to have faith in the fact that he is faithful to perform his word. What did she read in Psalm 18 this morning? He is faithful. I can bend a bow of bronze. He perfects my way. He broadens the path beneath me. I don't really mean to yell at y'all today. I'm just so excited. (laughs) I'm sorry. Yikes. (laughs) I'm really sorry. I'm not mad or anything. I'm just really excited. You see, he will not alter his character. This is his character. He has integrity. Our Jesus has integrity. We can trust him. So Elijah. Elijah. We're just using his as an example and wait until you hear this next verse that we're coming to, okay? After you hear about what Elijah's like, just wait until you hear this next verse. And you, if, you, if you can sit still in your chairs, there's something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Who was Elijah? He was a man of faith, obviously. We studied that, right? Also, go get that CD from the other night. He was a man of faith. He was a man of prayer. He was a man of obedience. He took God at his word. He didn't ask a bunch of questions. The Lord told him to do something, and he did it. He just said, okay, I'll do it. I will do it. I don't really know what's at the end over there, but I'm going to do it just because you told me to. So a man of prayer, a man of faith, a man of obedience, a man who knew his covenant. He knew his covenant. He knew what he had with God. He had relationship. Relationship with God. He received the word of God, not just here, here, in his heart, in his spirit. He received it. He believed it. He spoke it. Why do you need to speak the word? Because it helps your spirit. When you hear the spoken word, it brings faith. And when you hear it with your own voice, it's even more powerful. Because it's personal. It's personal. He believed it. He spoke it, and he acted before he saw the outcome. But he believed in the outcome when he's back here. He saw the rain. He heard the rain. He knew the downpour was there. Remember, he told Ahab to get out of town. It wasn't even raining. He said, get out of town before your chariots can't make it. It's one thing to believe it for yourself, but then you go take the chance of talking to someone else about it, and like they could but see when it's God's word, you'll never be made a fool. When it's God's word, you will never be made. Do not be ashamed. Do not be ashamed of what the Lord tells you. Hallelujah. So here's that scripture, James five seventeen and eighteen. Elijah was a human being. We're all here human beings, aren't we? Elijah was a human being, even as we are. Even as we are. As you are. He was just like you. Just like you. Just like me. You're just like him. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years again he prayed according to what the Lord told him again he prayed and the heavens gave rain and the earth produced its crops he was a man just as you pray pray the word speak the word believe the word the downpour is here the anointing is here the spirit of God is here In your life, the risen Christ is in you. The glory of God, Jesus came, that you would receive the glory that he had been given from the Lord. Hallelujah. Do not waver. Hear the sound. Hear the sound. Hear the sound of the mighty, rushing downpouring, overflowing rain in your life. What is it that you need? What is it? Where is the issue? Believe God. Hear the sound now. Hear the sound now, today, before the circumstance changes. Because in the spirit realm, God has already done it for you. Obey God, know his covenant, stand in the covenant, stand in faith, knowing who Jesus is, knowing that you can trust him, knowing that he's a good God, knowing that he has mercy, knowing that he loves you. (sighs) Speak the word only. Speak the vision of God only. Speak the knowledge of God only. Speak the promises of God only. Only! Only! Little bitty word. Important word. Important word. Life and death, feast and famine, the reign of his glory is in the power of your vision as it corresponds to the word. As it corresponds to the word. Life and death. Life and death are in your belief in Jesus. Life and death. Your trust in him and the power of your tongue and the decree of your lips. Hosea 4.6 says, My people perish for a lack of knowledge. It does not say vision there. So many people misquote that. It says, For a lack of knowledge, my people perish. What is the knowledge? Just this. Just the word. Just the word. You cannot have proper vision if you don't have proper knowledge. With proper knowledge you get God's vision. But this comes first. This comes first. We must know the covenant. We must believe the covenant. Because a proper vision can only come from proper knowledge of the promise. Given. This is our promise given. The word of God is our promise given. Proverbs 18:21 Death and life are in the power of the tongue. That's from Young's literal. We have got to get the revelation knowledge of the word. This is not head knowledge. This is not just a history book. These are not just neat little stories. These are life to us. This is life to us. This is the vine of life connected to Jesus. This is the way you get to know him. prophesy the word and you will get the results in your life and the sound of the mighty rain the sound of the mighty rain will be a downpour restoring life restoring life in areas of drought and bringing abundance bringing abundance to destroy every drought in your life You will be that one widow. You will be that one widow. You will be the Naaman that received the cleansing from leprosy. You are. You are. You are the one widow. You are as Naaman who received his healing. Hallelujah. You will see the glory of God in this life. I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. So, that's what the Lord wanted us to share together today. So we're going to accept our tithes and our offerings. And I just want to remind everybody <coughs> of the tithe. <coughs> Malachi tells us that he will rebuke the devourer on our behalf. And he will open the floodgates. You need to believe that in your life when you tithe. The sound of a mighty rain that is going to rain so hard that it will push open the floodgates of heaven. In your life, a harvest that destroys every doubt, that ends every famine. The rain of God in your life specifically for you. You believe that. God tells you in the scripture that you can prove him in this. And you will not have enough room to contain it. And it goes on to say you will live in a delightful land. Hallelujah. So I thank you, Lord. I will do communion in a minute. I thank you, Lord, for every seed offered. I thank you that for the tithe, that you will open the floodgates of heaven, that they will not have room to contain it. That you rebuke the devourer on their behalf. And for the offering that men will give into their bosom. I thank you, Lord, that you give us the wisdom in this church to use every seed sown to please you, to honor you. Specifically, according to your direction, that it will bring glory to you and you alone. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. And now we're going to, after the offering is accepted and received, And we do receive it with thanksgiving. We're going to take